2: Now hiring
3: Hmm. black man. Joseph B. Hill was four days from starting a new position as the vice president of equity, diversity, and inclusion. Hill alleges that he was fired by his future employer after pointing out racist microaggressions that they had made to him during his transition into moving to Houston to accept the job. Oh, word you were hired to clean up racism so you pointed out the racism and then they just took the job away from you because they was like nah man you kind of a hater yeah wow
0: to an extent d e and i diversity equity inclusion it's a catchphrase and you gotta walk that line with these people they want you to bring it in just enough to say that we've covered our bases some people i'll just put it like that
3: hill said his troubles begin When the real estate agent, the company contracted, the company hired a real estate agent, a white man, Uh and he shared what Hill reported as unconscious biases. Mm. As they were headed to a house that Hill might rent, he pointed out a clothing store and told Hill, quote, it's owned by one of those rappers. I don't know those guys. The real estate agent continued as they passed by a public golf course and called it, quote, someplace where you could play, end quote. Hill told his employer about the racial biases of the real estate agent that they had contracted for him, and the employer rescinded his job offer.
0: So, Uh. he's accustomed to this. I'm not saying he has to deal with it, but if that salary was good enough, I would look that, got my 90 days in, and then went back.
4: I would at least get my first paycheck. Wait,
3: is that a scam, J.G.? Ooh. Did you just give us a scam?
0: That's not a scam. That's being petty.
4: Oh,
5: all right, well, all right. put it like that. I guess it is, right?
3: My name is Roy. This is My Job Fair.
6: We back! we Sorry. back jg we back we doing it again oh lord oh my gosh
3: y'all thought we was done talking about the lord but we're not jesus week number two. two oh jesus we talking about Jesus Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, and we're talking about Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. With Jesus, 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 and we're talking about, and we're
5: talking about making money with Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. making money with you, Jesus.
3: <laughs> we are discussing <laughs> careers. In the uh, world of religion. Okay. Uh-huh. And we last week had a couple of pastors on who told us some ins and outs and um, mm-hmm. we had a woman who stepped into seminary school then stepped out of it because
5: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she
3: couldn't deal with the um what we call it. It wasn't sexism? harassment. Yeah, it was definitely yeah, sexism. Yeah. sexism. Yeah, We'll call it Deadpool. sexism. Uh, but you know I'm excited about today's show because you know when you think about careers in religion we think about it solely in the sense of the church but we have a woman from Philadelphia who is a pastor
5: mm-hmm.
3: and works for the city of Philadelphia how they do that hmm. yeah
0: I got a lot of questions there
3: pastor do you, pastor do you run for pastor or do you just get hired <laughs> like I've never seen them campaign signs in the yard nowhere the first vote place. me pastor district
4: seven <laughs> The first place that has has somebody running for pastor, I might move because the commercials alone will be worth it. The two <laughs> dueling pastors going at each other. <laughs> Your pastor Yo, promised you a be But I <gasps> bet you he didn't give it to you, did he? On the low. That's third, what you need to, mm. <laughs> On the low,
3: pastors do be hating on each other. Oh, mm, what? I did not like it's on some petty shit. So, yes. mm, 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 so mm. back in my radio days, we had a segment called Ask the Pastor. Uh-huh. And the way in which he translated the word in my opinion did not resonate with our listeners. So I yeah. felt like we needed to find a pastor who was more relatable. So that's what I did It's my show. So we got a different pastor to come in and do ask the pastor. Okay. And I we didn't fire him because he wasn't getting paid. We just didn't ask you back this month. That yeah. pastor then used his leverage because at the time he had a bigger congregation. At the time he had bigger community mm-hmm. influence and he used that leverage to make us put him back on the show. Because mm-hmm. when you have the black mega church, you have black people and a radio station's job from a marketing standpoint is to align itself with other businesses in the city that have their listeners. So it's cross-pollination. Right. So the radio station, it's been a long enough time has passed so I can, I feel like I can speak freely on this, but we hosted a lot of events at his church. Okay. Mm. And so when he wasn't on our show no more, Oh, best believe the sales department came running. Why y'all ain't have Pastor? Huh? Why y'all ain't have. <laughs> shit, beep that, Lauren. Like, why y'all ain't have a Pastor? Why y'all ain't have him on the show this month? Mm-hmm. We got five events. He talking about not doing the events with us because he ain't got no bread. I'm like, oh, okay, I see what the game is. Mm-hmm. He's using us as a recruitment tool <clears throat> for his church. Mm-hmm. So I get it. So when you think about that side of the business of it, uh-huh. I understand. Yeah, he leveraged. I understand. He
0: leveraged.
3: It's just that business side of it
5: mm-hmm.
3: that I get fascinated with. You know, like I had a mm-hmm. choir director. You you'll appreciate this story, JG. And now that I'm older, I understand why he was in a panic. <laughs> I was in the kids' choir in middle school. Really? You know what? Why you keep acting like I just never been to church? I um, did right. not. That Can't face least. suggested. That face
0: see, suggested
3: that I don't see you in the kids' choir. I I'll see, see you pictures. Really? Yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, choir rehearsal started conflicting with baseball practice. So I mm-hmm. started missing choir mm-hmm. rehearsal. Uh-oh. And so then I would show up once a month to sing with the kids' choir, and the choir director would not let me sing.
4: Really? Ooh, that's how practice, they do. You don't practice, you don't play. You do play, that's right.
3: We rehearsed the same six songs. We sing three of them. Uh-huh. Come on, dog.
4: What are you doing? How do you know you're going to be consistent on a Sunday, Roy? And so that
3: was the issue. The issue was that <laughs> I need dedicated troops showing up so I can keep my job as choir director. Mm, okay. And I need y'all to be good so that I don't get fired. Because if you show up having not practiced, if the choir looks bad, that reflects on me. Okay. And then I lose this yeah. bread. And I need this little extra chunk of change that I'm making on a mm-hmm. Wednesday night. And the problem is that she stepped to me all wrong. I was like, I'm late because I'm going to bed. like, like we talk about the whole go to heaven. I always viewed choir rehearsal as extra gravy. That's extra credit.
5: Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> you know, that's not part of the base level. Six days and the Sabbath and be good and don't punch nobody. Don't murder no. Ten Commandments. I'm in choir rehearsal in case I miss a couple of Sundays. Exactly. This is to make up so <laughs> what
5: kind of man
3: so if I don't doing? So if I don't come to uh, choir rehearsal, as so long as I'm mm. at church on Sunday, I'm good. I'm still getting in the kingdom that y'all keep advertising. So okay. so she told me with a straight face, Oh, this is this is the thing. I showed up one day to choir rehearsal in a dirty baseball uniform. I was late. I had time to change back in my school clothes.
5: Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Ooh, no, that's not good.
3: Either you come here on time to sing your praises to your Lord and Savior, or you can go enjoy baseball and go to hell. And I hope <gasps> no. there's a baseball field in hell. There it, like, yeah. there it
4: is. I'm done. Yeah, it is. I'm done. It is. Baseball. Back. It is. Baseball. It is.
3: And now, as an older person, I understand I was fucking up her money, but just still- mad.
0: She was mad, but you don't speak to someone who you can influence like that. She kept yes, you, you out of the choir.
4: Yes, you do. That's exactly what the Black church teaches you. That's what exactly I learned from that. Of course, they talk to you that way. They tell you exactly whatever it is they want to say, but then they'll say stuff like respectfully at and the that, end of it. And that's you know why I mean? the
0: church has to grow. And that's where I find problems. And I'm not just talking about one denomination. It's the Mm-mm. people. In those churches, they have to
3: grow. Let's just real quick before mm-hmm. we get into um, worst and first, because we don't really have a lot of time for a CMO right now. I want to talk to our researcher down South Georgia girl. Now, you a Southern girl. You down there in Georgia, Rhonda. Have you ever had issues in the church? Did you work in the church at all? You seem like a church treasurer. <laughs> you got church treasury energy. <laughs> oh. Uh I
6: didn't work in the church, but <laughs> I definitely grew up in the church every time we had a meeting, uh, Sunday morning service, Sunday evening service, Wednesday night service. Mm-hmm. If we had vacation Bible school, I was there. Mm-hmm. I was at church all the time. Mm-hmm. And when we went to guest churches on mm-hmm. Sunday evening, I had to go to that too.
3: Mm-hmm. What a hostage situation you came up in. I'm so sorry.
4: Mm. Oh, my Lord. That's true. Mm. I hate the fact that she ain't alone because everything she just said sounded like my childhood. Uh, It was kind of similar. I spent a whole lot of time in church.
3: I was fine with church until I went to I spent my summers in Mississippi pretty much all the way up until about the sixth grade. So Mm -hmm. three, four months every year I was just in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And so you best believe Mm. we was doing two a days on Sunday and then doing Mm -hmm. vacation Bible school. You know, for a yeah. week or so.
0: Did you all um, do the pizza? Like if, when Vacation Bible School was wrapping up, you got the Pizza Week, Pizza Day.
3: They did burgers. It, this is in okay.
4: Mississippi. They didn't have a Pizza um, Hut, and you know, yeah, y'all don't, I don't y'all even don't think they help. had a Domino's. We we did Kings Dominion. I grew up rather bougie. We, we did Kings Dominion.
3: Oh, look at you at the amusement park. Must be nice.
4: Yeah, yeah must fine. be nice. A with Jesus. A lot of bougie. A <laughs> lot of bougie black people where <laughs> I grew up. At. Shout out Northern <laughs> Virginia. What what? <laughs> Sorry.
3: Let's get into the first. JG, mm. who do we have on the line for
5: worst? We have
0: first? Pastor David Bullock of the
5: Superstar Church.
3: Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. it has been brought to my attention that um uh, that Pastor Bullock is a graduate of a very esteemed mm. black college, mm.
4: the only one, and. The and only one that matters. As it is them, customary,
3: as it is customary on this program, when somebody uh, went to the same college as a guest, we got to be quiet and let them make all their college sounds
4: and all of that
5: shit. Okay, mm.
4: okay, why? Wow. Oh, sorry well, I mean, for cussing, Pastor. I mean, <laughs> that's all right. Cussing is in the box. Well, no, I mean, I, I don't think we're gonna sing to him or nothing. You know, I Let's just, I just know that. Let's not
7: sing to him. But how about this? Rain don't stop it.
4: Oh, right. Thunder don't stop the house. Come bro. on, Snow don't stop the house. Oh, man, nobody stops the
7: house. Spellman might shock the
4: house. Mm, Clark might sort of impress the house. Yeah, but nobody. But uh, nobody. Nobody, nobody stops the house. I'm, 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 <laughs> I feel at home. Bro. All right now. Feel at home, all right, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling good now. I don't even mind it. I miss homecoming now. Yeah. I feel good.
3: Somewhere Samuel L. Jackson and Martin Luther King are smiling. So, so yes. take us back to that job that who's the one boss that you had that you know you still need to pray for because you still might want to put hands on (laughs) Mm.
4: on sight that's a fair question for Bullock that's
7: a fair question let me say I was working for a particular educational institution Okay, and uh, I was teaching uh, at the school there and I had a young uh, a young boss a boss that was younger than I was of a different persuasion Mm. And you know how you go into a store and people follow you around and ask you, you're gonna buy something? Or you know, mm-hmm. um, can I help you? And, no, I'm fine. I'm just looking, just browsing, I'll be all right.
0: You know. You break it, you bought it, go ahead.
7: Right. You know, mm-hmm. I'm fine, I'm good. Like I'm fine, I'm just looking. I've been here before, you know. So my boss was like that. Mm. You know, you know, you were here a minute late yesterday. A oh. minute, a minute, really. Okay, all right. You know, um, You left 30 seconds early uh, last weekend, (laughs) last Friday. You're Uh, over-exaggerating, Okay, you think so? So so the thing about it is uh, when you have an online clock-in system, I'm not exaggerating. She would go in and check the system and then send me emails. Uh, Do we need to have a meeting and talk about your attendance? Uh, Do we need to meet and talk about any extenuating circumstances that you might be having? and i'm going to be honest with you it, it it you know i i love jesus and i love god's people but i finally told the sister of another persuasion i said well, you know i you know my, the problem is every time i get ready to come to work i remember i'm black and so i need an extra mm. minute in the parking lot so really i'm here on <laughs> time but i'm checking in late because mm. i'm turning myself down i'm deescalating myself because i feel like you're hostile
4: oh see and uh see
7: and uh, so then we had to have a meeting with somebody else. And, and we had a meeting with somebody else. And, uh,
4: and then they fired you. I pray you. for you, but I lay hands.
7: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they fired you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll yes. all that no, I did right not hand. give them the privilege of firing okay. me. Hmm. I simply in the last meeting said, you know what? I'm still black. And I'm still trying to de-escalate. Except I'm not in my car. I'm in this meeting. So I'm just going to walk outside. And go de-escalate, and I just just got the car left.
3: (laughs) 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 And they didn't even call to check on you after that. Come on, Mm -hmm.
7: check. Come on, come on. Call it. Come on. That was probably the worst experience because I actually enjoyed the job, Mm
5: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
7: and I and it was a job I pursued, but I could not deal with this supervisor. I just couldn't deal.
3: So, Pastor Bullet. You are a person, when we talk about de-escalation, you are someone that I feel like when when we look at your resume, you are not solely in the spiritual space. You are someone that has always cared for people. You're a past president of an NAACP chapter, past president of Rainbow Push, you past president of Rainbow Push in the Michigan area, if I'm not mistaken. That's
7: That's right.
3: Then you've also... Led the battle in fighting state ordinances and mandates and laws and all types of
7: stuff and water crisis, all
3: that stuff. Mm, yeah. <laughs> we
7: ain't even got time to even get
3: into Flint. We don't have and time to get
7: into
3: How did you get into preaching? When did you finally turn the corner? And go, you know what? It's time for me to get my license. You know, I don't know what it's called. Like, I don't what is what it. Is
7: ordination the, the, the ord- ord-
3: your certificate your certificate oh, of pastoral should get a ministry oh that's what i said yes yeah. no the you said the, the pastor. lord's diploma when you got the lord's diploma
7: <laughs> that's, that's a great question let me say that i'm a little non-traditional in the sense that uh i don't believe in the separation between the sacred and the secular you know um whether i'm organizing for justice with flint or whether I'm preaching a sermon on Sunday morning, it's the same guy, it's the same spirit, uh, it's the same power, it's the same anointing, same compassion. So, but how'd I get in, get into it? Um. Hey, my father was a pastor. My mother's father was a pastor. My mother's father's father was a pastor. My father's father was a pastor. My father's father's father was a quartet singer. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. His name, His name was Singing Walter Hey can you imagine he didn't even have a last name His first name was Singing That's how good he was <laughs>
5: That's
7: a whole other story It's about 600 of us So I can honestly say at the age of 10 All I knew was church I grew up in church So at 10 I told my father Hey you were preaching And the Lord told me it was my turn It's my turn 10 years old And he was like okay well Let's talk about this a little later 12, mm. 12, two years passed. I told him the same thing. Hey, two years passed, man. It's my turn. Like, bro, I'm ready. I got this. I'm ready. I'm ready to save souls. Man. I'm ready. I'm 12. Twelve. It's amazing. Like you're 12 years old, right? You're like, I'm ready to save souls, man. I'm ready to preach this word, man. I'm ready to get out here, help the lost, Right. And then I will say this. My mother died from breast cancer when I was 15. I was a senior in high school and, um, when I found out she died, I went to church. It was like a Thursday or something. Nobody was there. I had keys right, and just laid on the altar for about three or four hours. Mm-hmm. And I could hear the Lord clear as day saying, life is short. You better do what you're going to do. And I got up off that altar and told my dad, it's been five years. It's been five years. It's time. And so he finally said, you know what? I'm going to let you preach a trial sermon and and the rest is history. I mean, uh, now, if my parents have been, you know, astronauts, maybe I'd, I'd gone to the moon, but they were into the Bible. That's where I went. And I would say I grew up in the golden age of preaching, late 70s to o- early 90s, golden age of hip hop, oh. golden age, oh. golden age of hip hop, golden age of preaching. You know what I'm saying? So I had Tupac and I had Biggie and I had C.L. Franklin and Jasper Williams.
3: And that's what
7: I had. You see what I'm saying? I had the best. Mm
3: -hmm. Now, if we're going to be real about church changing for the better since that time you talking about them seats got much better in church because them them wooden pews, the lower lumbar, Mm the 90s, black church in the 90s. That's why all the old folks was hobbling. That's why they were sick and shut in. They couldn't come back to church and sit on them wooden pews. After a while, they added that one little maroon cushion. Like a little See, stadium.
7: I disagree because mm. the seats are nicer and the saints don't shout anymore.
3: Because mm. it's too comfortable. It's too it's much. comfortable sh- for them. <laughs> what do you think people get wrong? What is a mis what is a big misconception about your job that you believe most people
7: have? Everything. Mm. Everything.
0: For example,
7: for example, you ain't if you have never pastored, shut up. Mm. If you preach but have never preached to thousands, shut up. Mm-hmm. If you have a reverend in front of your name but don't nobody know who you are, please be quiet. If you are a mm. prophetess and prophesy to your family only, that's it. Prophet, if
4: there you go. Please, that's are, the word.
7: Please have some seats. If you are an evangelist but have never gone out of town to preach, please sit down. <laughs> If, 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 you, if, if, if you are called to preach, but you only preach four times a year, please get another call. I mean, everything, they get everything wrong. One, they think it's all about the money. How do you run a building, transportation, people in your pocket all the time, right? Without money. But then people are like, well, it's God's business. Yeah, the last time I asked God to buy a house for somebody, he told me, find the money. Okay, you can't run a church company. The other thing people get wrong about they make it about celebrity right they think they think preachers are all about themselves you would be surprised the kind of access that people want from preachers Roy you wouldn't do it Jacqueline you wouldn't do it I mean you don't have a private life you can't do anything you can't gain weight you can't lose weight you can, you, you, can, mm. <laughs> you can't you't you can't marry nobody you can't date nobody you can't divorce nobody you can't have no kids you can't not have kids. You can't mm. be rich. You can't be poor. Everything you do is under a microscope, but then you're seeing these people every week. Why pastor got a new pass? Why pastor? Sneakers. Did you mm. see pastor socks? Oh Lord.
4: Mm. I seen pastor at the Yo Gotti concert. Hey. Why was pastor at the Yo this, concert? Buddy? He
7: was up front. Hey, I see pastor at Golden Corral. Lord knows he need to be backing away from that buffet now. But, mm. uh, but so sister, why'd you bring him a cake? Well, you know, pastor love his cakes. You know, I mean, it's just, it? it's just, it's just, I mean, is he fat or not? Just, but this is the biggest thing people get wrong about, mm. about church and Spirit Spirituality is an individual endeavor. I don't care what the coach does. If you don't run in the race, you're not getting no medals. And everybody mm. be talking about the coach and everybody talking about what the coach has done. If you're not running, you're not getting no medals. And so people major in the minor of men and women in ministry instead of majoring in the major of God and their own race.
0: So like you said, you moved from your dad being in the pulpit to you being in the pulpit. How have you progressed the church? Because I grew up in those churches. They're annoying to me, no offense. So how have you progressed?
7: Yeah, great question. So I never pastored the church my dad pastored. It wouldn't have worked.
0: But he gave you your first pulpit, so go ahead. No,
7: he allowed me to start my preaching ministry as an associate minister the church Correct. And I, then i left and went to college right okay. mm-hmm. and then i went then i left and went to divinity school and then mm-hmm. so i then i started my own ministry now my ministry all due respect was completely different than my father's ministry
5: mm-hmm. now
7: my father passed about 3 about two, 2018 he passed mm-hmm. it would have been amazing to see my you, my father and myself together before mm-hmm. he passed because all of the stuff that he would tell me I shouldn't be doing in ministry, he started telling me, you know what? You was doing the right stuff. You're doing the right mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was cutting edge because he had the women in ministry, right? He was cutting edge because he would let young people do stuff. I was cutting edge, you know, because I didn't have a pulpit. You know, I'm cutting edge because we rapping. I'm mm-hmm. cutting I'm cutting edge because, hey, my church is not having church on Sundays. We're marching to the police department on Sunday, shutting down the jail. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because the police are crooked. So it's a completely different ministry. Okay. Um, and then of course, you know, I was doing TV, you know, doing radio. So it's just a completely different footprint. But the, but I got that from him though, because he gave me the freedom, even as a child to preach the way I wanted to preach. Cause he, mm-hmm. I preach about stuff that, you know, you shouldn't preach about, like you ain't got to be married to love God. What's wrong with y'all? marrying these people to prove to somebody else. You love God. Miserable. And they'd be like, well, mm. what kind of preaching is that? Well, that's good preaching. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, so, so my message is even as a child, we're different, you know, Christians are fake, you know, have y'all just need to leave and don't come back. Mm. And then maybe we can get somewhere. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, so to answer your question, I appreciated the fact that I was always able to be myself mm. and always able to express, what I believe God was saying through me, the way God would say it through me, as opposed to the way God was saying it through other people. And I think a lot of preachers are scared to kind of say what they really want to say. I just Mm. never been scared.
4: I want you, I want you to specifically talk about being a non-traditional pastor, because I think a lot of times, like we, in fact, we had discussed it. One of the things that scared me away from even going further with the church was that I felt like you just had to be a certain kind of person. You had to be a certain kind of way. And I've never, Seen you as a stereotypical. Ass. I ain't never. Man, brother, I appreciate that.
7: You know what I'm mean? saying? I heard about Magic City, but I never been there.
4: No, no, of not course. you,
7: never. No, no. no. Oh, the no.
4: wings
3: on grub. You can get strip club food. Yeah, you can deliver. get the
7: wings on carry out. You could, you oh, yes, could walk right up to the door and- without being deep. We had to just be honest, right? If you mm. black and you preaching, you automatically non-traditional because those of us that were brought over on the boats, it was never intended for us to preach. Fundamentally, it was never intended. We had to start our own churches for a reason. It was never intended for us. We never did it the way they did it. It was non traditional from the jump. Those of us who are non traditional aren't preaching anything like be crazy, do whatever you want. You know what I mean? No. What we're saying is be authentic. And it's too many people making being fake of God.
0: I'll agree with you there.
3: Well, your show is called. The People Show, a wonderful, wonderful wonderful radio talk show. Where can people find that to get more of this real, non-traditional spit? Because I like it.
7: (laughs) For sure. People can go uh, to my YouTube channel, David Alexander Bullock on YouTube. They can follow me on Instagram at D Alexander B. And then we'll be launching a church in Atlanta next year. Uh, The Superstar Church is, is going to have a second location in Atlanta, Georgia. So we're excited about that. People should just stay locked in and see where we're headed.
3: Thank you so much, man, for coming on the job thank fair. Yeah.
7: Hey, thank y'all. I appreciate y'all. Keep doing what you're doing. Appreciate you a lot.
3: After the break, we're going to talk with a black women's, a black women's,
7: <laughs> a women's, a black
3: women's down in Philadelphia, who's a mm. pastor, but she don't do it for the church. She's salaried by the government. Hmm.
4: We still talk about me- the law. Would that make her Philadelphia's
3: pastor, bro? I believe we going to talk to the pastor of Philadelphia. I don't know if that's the official mm. job, title, but that's what we're
4: going to talk to. It <laughs> sound right. That doesn't sound right? Yeah, though. right.
3: That's They're your Philadelphia. Right. right. You could put,
4: right. you you put it on your pastor's certificate. Oh, yeah. 59.
3: Certificate of pastoral ship. Mm. <laughs> the pastoring license.
4: Pastor permit. Mm. You know, you could go to Jacqueline School of Pastoral.
3: Yes,
5: you could go man. ahead and
4: pick that a degree on up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jacqueline's degree is a pastoral. You know what I'm
3: saying? Yeah, that's so the we'll we'll move right now. We'll be right back.
8: This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is it.
2: Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
9: Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. Make Mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N dot com backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand.
10: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
11: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.
3: We're still talking about the Lord. More Lord. We did some Lord last week, and this week we're doing more Lord. Now, we had wonderful <laughs> Amara on. Last week, J.G., yes. who uh, was very kind to break down, you know, Amara was in seminary school and decided to turn away from that because, you know, she was having her own issues with what it meant to be a woman in that space. You like when we have black women on the show, Jacqueline? You I, know I my do. My very revered voice. You and know know I love, love it. We love when we have black women, black women. Women. women the black women see i understand S- the root of the tree of life is the black women Swimming. <laughs> uh let me let me quit playing because she she has a limited amount of time with us jg who do we have on the line
0: we have pastor naomi director for faith base and interfaith affairs for the city of philadelphia and she is an adjunct professor of Theology and Religious Studies at Villanova University.
3: Okay. Well, Reverend Dr. Washington (laughs) Leaphardt, welcome to the job fair.
6: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited.
3: (laughs) As a woman and a minority, what, if any, dealings did you have with discrimination as you rose through the ranks of pursuing the spiritual path? Because Mm -hmm. I feel like discrimination looks a little different Mm. in that world, especially at the education level when you're going through, I don't know what it's called. Is it called a preacher license? Um, pastor permit? I don't know the word. <laughs> he said
4: pastor permit.
3: I don't know the name of the documents. <laughs> but from then until now, were there ever moments where you felt like maybe this career path isn't worth all this damn trouble? Yes.
6: Yeah. Um, mm. This is a daily decision to return. To ministry. But I learned a long time ago that I probably won't be able to see the harvest of what I planted.
5: Okay. I probably
6: mm. won't, you know, experience the thank you, the apology mm. uh, that I might be due. So I have to be okay with um, that. Mm-hmm. That means I have to decide every day do I still want to do the work that won't ever thank me? Or won't thank oh. me enough. Yeah. Um, but I know that there are pulpits that I will never be invited to. I know that there are classrooms I'll never be invited to. But that's okay because I'm not for everybody. Oh. That rejection gets me closer to the one who who is precisely looking for me. But that doesn't mean that it's not painful, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean oh. that you know every time I feel like, oh. The recording of my sermon was mysteriously misplaced.
5: Mm -hmm.
6: Right. You know, they read my bio and where the last line of the bio is, she is married to, you know, a black woman Mm -hmm. and they are raising this black girl child together. Mm -hmm. Like you read every other line. It's not like Mm -hmm. you were trying to skip around and read kind of the most important. But you when you read my bio, when you leave that part off, that hurts. That hurts. So, yeah, I've experienced discrimination, mostly in the form of erasure, you know, pretending I just don't exist.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, we spoke with Amara last week and Amara was talking about just being a woman and people just straight up coming to him going, Yo, you are a woman and I don't even want you in here. Cover up your breasts. Hold up. So,
4: wait a minute, keep coming. Keep that real. Amara is a white woman that was in yeah, the yeah, church. They told a because white was, woman, they told a white chick. Like, basically, you still can't be a pastor because you were a woman.
6: You know what? I will say that I have made a decision Mm. to not go where I'm not wanted. So I think that I (laughs) probably experience less kind of violent alienation Mm. than maybe some of my comrades and colleagues do, because I just I stopped waiting for people to to come around. I found instead my people, the ones who want to hear precisely what I'm going to say. As a Black queer woman. All right. I'm always curious about families
0: and family dynamics. How did you bring to the forefront to your family that, hey, this is me? How young were you and how did they take it? And then when you layered on, oh,
6: I'm also going to preach. This is not something I recommend, but that all happened in the same conversation for me. Wow. Okay. I don't do it. I don't recommend that necessarily, but um, I, what I was doing was living a double life. I was the quintessential church girl and there was nothing disingenuous about that. Mm-hmm. And I was just, you know, I was saying, well, I, you know, I like, I like, that was like my line, right? I like who I like. <laughs> and I, I never thought that I had to say more about that uh and then i went to seminary
5: oh.
6: and i met other out black nice. ministers yeah and i said well if they can live with integrity mm-hmm. oh. and they can unapologetically say i'm here because i'm supposed to be and i'm here because i'm called to be by the mm-hmm. same god you plan called you oh. then i need to walk in my own truth so i came out to myself more fully into Everybody mm. while I was in seminary.
5: Okay. Nice.
6: So I, I told my mother she had come to Pennsylvania to hear me preach for the first time. It was her hearing me for the first time. And we were at dinner the night before the <laughs> night before. And I just kind of blurted it out. And um you know, I got all of the what the Bible says and mm. hell. And how, st- mm-hmm. how can you stand in the pulpit and Ooh. profess to be. No, it was very. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm sorry you feel that way, <laughs> you know, mm. but I, w- I was very clear. Um, and, uh, then after that, we have not had one other conversation about it because it was like, you either are going to love me this way. Yes. Or not. Um, but I already have my people here. Like I mm-hmm. have a, I have a community that is forming around me. So It'll hurt, but it won't hurt like it would hurt if I was going to be all
3: by myself. You, you have an interesting and stop me if I get this job title wrong, but I want to make sure okay. you have you have an interesting relationship where you provide faith based guidance to the city of Philadelphia. And you do that because you were appointed as a member of the Faith and Spiritual Affairs Advisory Board, which is a part of the Department of Behavioral Health and Intellectual Disability Services. Did I get that right?
6: Yes. And there's one other thing. I am also the director of faith-based and interfaith affairs in the mayor's office.
3: Your job. How do you get that job? But like, Because I don't, I'm trying to imagine this listing on monster.com. Like <laughs> hey, the city <laughs> of Philadelphia, we need a I mean, pastor, right. please. Come here. And also you must bring all of the other faiths together. You must be cool <laughs> with the Muslims and the Jews and the Catholics and the Christians and the CMEs and AMEs and all the non-denominationals. You must be one unifying person. What is that job like? Like just what what is the day-to-day of just being the pastor of Philadelphia?
6: <laughs> well, I don't want to diminish any of the clergy doing wonderful work oh, here of in course the not. city. What I'm what I'm trying to do is, though, I think, represent a kind of moral conscience in City Hall.
5: Mm.
6: We had, you know, Watson Wallace Jr. was killed by the Philadelphia police last October.
5: Mm.
6: And we needed some moral clarity about what would be required, some moral courage about what was necessary. We have been living through the pandemic like everybody else, and we've needed to hear from somebody a word of, of, encouragement, a word, especially in the beginning of the pandemic, you know, everybody we were getting the daily reports from the health department and those were helpful. Yes, tell us the numbers and what we should be doing to try to mitigate COVID. But I was able to say to the mayor and others, I need to go on the press conference, one of these daily press conferences, to offer a word of comfort and prayer. You know, a a responsible and respectful prayer, given all of the faith traditions that are represented in Philly. But somebody needs to give voice to the pain and anxiety and even frustration and anger and fear that's in our community. Somebody needs to pray. Somebody needs to sing a song that helps to, to calm people down enough so that they can think clearly about how they're gonna move through this pandemic, right? And so Mm -hmm. that's the kind of voice I'm trying to add. I'm not a politician, I'm not a bureaucrat, but I believe that we won't be able to govern well or distribute resources well or do right by Philadelphia residents Mm -hmm. if we're not um, connecting to a moral center, a moral compass. We have to have a moral framework. How are we making decisions about policing or about budget or about violence, gun violence? If we have no moral frame.
3: All right, let's say I live in a city that would well, they need Jesus. How do I walk into city hall respectfully and say, hello, mayor of city that <laughs> needs Jesus? <laughs> I have a pastor permit. <laughs> like even in like a, even in a volunteer capacity, what are what are ways that people that want to take what they have learned from a spiritual side and apply it civically, because what you are doing, Mm. in my opinion, it is a civic service, no different than anyone else that holds office in City Hall. So how can how can other people and if you just have any just smidgen of advice to people out there that may want to do something that's more out in the community versus within the four walls of a church, how could someone create for themselves what you have in Philadelphia?
6: First of all, let me say that um, I'm I'm one of three people like like me around the country in terms of the mayor's office or city government has a salaried role mm-hmm. designated for someone who's who's interested in engaging faith communities in a variety of ways and being a voice representing faith folk in mm-hmm. city hall. D.C. has someone like me. New York City has someone like me. Oh, okay, so. I mean, perhaps what we need to do is be advocating for resources to be set aside for a position like this within city government, right? Mm. People have said to me, you're like a chaplain in city hall. People come to me and ask for prayer. or People write me an email and say this or that, right? We need somebody in here who's taking care of the spiritual needs of city employees. Just put it like corporations have chaplains. Mm -hmm. The military has chaplains. Airports. Hospitals have chaplains. Airports have chaplains. Sports teams, professional sports teams have chaplains. They do. Right. Sure they do. So so municipalities and, and governments perhaps need chaplains, too, and not the folk who are lobbying for a particular political agenda. That's what I love about my role mm. in is that I I'm supposed to be here to work with everybody, even <laughs> if your politics are different from mine. So I know that there are people who are like, how she get that? How she how we going to have she married to a well. How we going to how, how she going to pray for, the, for us or for these proceedings? Right. And, and what I say is, oh, okay. Well, I'm, I don't have to. You, don't, I don't have to pray for you. If you don't want, if you don't want me to pray for you, I don't have to pray for you. Right. But what I'm going to do is serve Philadelphia with excellence. That's what I'm mm-hmm. going to do. So we need to advocate for more of these kinds of roles in municipal government, local government, regional government. I also think that, um, you know, if you're interested in politics even remotely, and you want to use your faith to inspire people to do what is right politically. Mm -hmm. I know that's a thorny that's a thorny subject. A lot of people think they're doing what is right politically but um, (laughs) there are lots of organizations that are trying to reach people of faith but don't know how, don't have the expertise, don't have the language you know you think about organizations who are doing criminal justice reform work or organizations that do reproductive justice work or Mm. organizations that are climate change organizations or something like that. They want to reach people of faith. Why? Because they want them on their side politically. So they're going to need faith engagement people. They're going to need people like me who have expertise in faith. And who also know how to talk to folks, right, who who (laughs) can step outside of the pulpit. Right. And actually have a conversation with someone. And I'm not trying to be your pastor. I'm not trying to. I don't want your tides. I don't want. Right. I just. (laughs) I want to engage you as another person of faith, and so there are actually lots of jobs people would be surprised at how many faith engagement faith outreach jobs that there are um and that's that's how I found out about this job because I was on that board for the Department of Behavioral Health and found out that the mayor's office was looking looking for
3: someone. We offer you a million thank yous for what you are doing, and thank you for taking. You know, seriously, just what you're doing. You're the tip of the spear of change and no you know, as religion goes, so does a lot of collective thought in our country. Reverend Naomi Washington Leaphardt, thank you.
6: Thank so, you so so
3: much for coming on the job fair.
6: Thank you so much for having me. I just wanna to say to anybody who is queer, trans and black and you're trying to figure out a way to also be faithful.
5: Mm -hmm.
6: Know that you are not by yourself and that you got people out here who will surround you and support you uh, as you go and do your thing. So be encouraged. Be encouraged. That's what's up.
4: Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Have you a good sure. one. Bye, You saw
6: that glass
0: in her hair? She breaking out of glass ceilings.
3: Hmm.
0: Oh. Yes, <laughs> love it.
3: After the break, we're gonna get into somebody who probably ain't been to church in a long ass time. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> no, right Rod right for sure. It ain't no time, right. Rod. Maybe he's going to church since last week. Mm. You know, maybe, maybe last of week, Maybe last <laughs> week's episode encouraged him. Oh, to go to church this okay. Oh.
4: No,
3: no. Nah. You disagree? Okay. I mean, just right. ain't
4: waking up that early on a Sunday, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Job
3: <laughs> fair. We'll be right back.
8: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
2: This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue's online university for working adults you know you're worth it we do too so don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu
9: mother's day is coming and mom doesn't want flowers she wants a cocktail here's a hint
11: Right rug flooring.
8: Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring?
3: As we bring this second episode of Jesus to a close, which will close out the Double Jesus Weeks here, J.G., and cement our place in heaven. <laughs>
4: you think? Um, right at positive. the gates. Right at the gates.
3: If it's if it's any city that need a pastor, it's Philadelphia.
4: Yeah. Any place where the football stadium has a jail built into it could need a pastor. <laughs> what? just saying. You didn't oh, know that, yeah, J.G.? No. Oh, yes. Yeah. I don't
0: hang out in jails, y'all.
1: I don't
4: think. <laughs> <laughs> but you might hang out at a football stadium and the person that you're with, if you happen to be at a Philadelphia game, there is a uh, jail inside the game. Um, Lincoln Financial the Field
3: has yes. a really? holding and processing facility for any unruly fans and you will sit here and get processed, mugshot shot the whole lot. Then at mm-hmm. the end of the game, we take all of y'all down to Central Processing. Oh.
4: These are the fans <laughs> who threw Batteries at Santa Claus.
1: Oh, no. Mm -hmm.
3: Applauded when Michael Irvin laid paralyzed on the field at (gasps) Veterans Stadium.
0: Facts. Are you serious? Temporarily paralyzed,
3: but paralyzed nonetheless. Agreed. A Eagles fan on the night that they won the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. in a moment of jubilant celebration, reached down and ate a handful of horse shit. (gasps) Of Yes,
4: they did. On TV, (laughs) on the whole world. I remember that. No. Oh,
3: yeah. yeah. Why? Because yeah. he needs Jesus, Jacqueline, that's why.
4: It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> why would you do that? So, thank you to that pastor for coming on and mm. we wish her nothing but the best.
0: She has right. a tough job.
3: <laughs> 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 we turn our attentions now to my favorite part of this program. and um, uh, This is a brother we all love and if you want to meet this gentleman, um,
5: Don't do that.
3: <laughs> soak a rib in a shot of Evan Williams and wrap your panties around that barbecue rib and set it out on your front porch like a cookie for Santa Claus, and he will appear. It comes to us from part unknown. In Middle Tennessee, I've been saying Central Tennessee, and I got a correction, uh, RoyceJobfair at gmail.com if you ever want to correct me on some dumb shit. Uh, shout out to Jocelyn. I won't say your last name, but uh, Jocelyn was kind enough to correct me on that, Rod. Um, Who is Jocelyn? Uh-huh. Jocelyn. Uh-huh. Is a, she's a listener of the show, as far as uh-huh. I know, unless unless Rod, did she set her tender settings to 100 miles? You never know. <laughs> <laughs> you
12: never know.
3: Shout out he to Josh <laughs> from Middle Tennessee. His mama named him Murado. We call him Rod for short. Rod, welcome back on uh, Jesus Week here. Um, yeah, amen. Praise be. A little feedback, Rod, from your um, vacation Bible school um, story from last week. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently, Paley Vacation Bible School, unbeknownst to me, was a place of rampant puberty based fingering. Yes, indeed. Mm. Uh, a lot of people could relate to that story. I shared that story with my little brother, uh, Jay Wood, back in Birmingham. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's the only reason you go to Vacation Bible School is for the freaks. What? <laughs> I did not second. know that. I went for the pizza. The pizza. The what?
0: You got pizza.
3: <laughs> you did. That was some good pizza, though. It was. It was better Mate. than the pussy. Amen. <laughs> oh, my God. Amen. Thank Touché. you, bro.
12: I got pizza hey, at to the All <laughs> right.
3: Those were the days. One fingering in the front seat of a Cutlass Supreme, and you wouldn't wash that hand for four days. I'm talking Just, about mm. sniff
12: city. You know what I'm talking about? Mm. Oh. Like doing mm-hmm. a key bop of that thing every couple minutes. Yeah,
4: <laughs> don't that make a bus trip go along a little bit smooth? All I'm saying. Up in them snooch the
3: fubes, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> but Rod, we're still trying to go to heaven off this episode, so we're gonna have
5: to
3: scale it back a little bit. The, the last week and this week, these are the two episodes that we are going to submit in our admission into heaven application. I'll turn it over to you. We invite Rod on this program to give people of the opposite race things to bring up at their job. And uh, I'll let you kick it off. What's some topics people can bring up at their job to keep things from being so monotonous at work?
12: White people and religious news related to black people. uh, It was recently announced that top-notch actor Leonardo DiCaprio is in the final negotiations to play notorious People's Temple cult leader Jim Jones from the Jonestown Massacre in South America. And that that news was released on Twitter, which prompted Black people to start making memes and jokes about Leonardo DiCaprio playing Jim Jones from Dipset. And it was... Rapper Jim Jones. It was a very good fucking time. Those pictures were hilarious. Um... <laughs> Yeah, do, do yourself a favor and download those pics on your phone to show black people at your job when you talk about it. Got
4: pictures of Leo in my head saying, Dipset, Dipset, dip It was dip so set.
12: fucking hilarious, man. <laughs> they photoshopped his face on so many classic pictures of Jim Jones, the rapper. Oh, God. It was a good time. That was a lot of fun.
3: There's any actor that could pull it off. It's for sure Leo DiCaprio. You
12: know what's wild about the Jim Jones story is that he started out such a nice man you know when he was run out of he was run out of Indiana uh, because he started the first set, like desegregated church in the state mm-hmm. and they yep. ran him out of town for that and then he uh, he uh also used to uh, hustle on the side by selling monkeys
5: <laughs> What?
12: and then he went down to, to Guyana to Jonestown and uh, up until 9 that was the largest number of Americans ever killed at one time was the Jonestown massacre
3: Uh, James Warren Jones, thank you, Down South Georgia girl, uh, was a political activist, preacher, Christian Marxist and faith healer, Mm. healer. and he was claimed to be a revolutionary. Jones and his inner circle orchestrated a mass murder-suicide in his remote jungle commune in Guyana in 1978. Jones coerced a mass murder-suicide that claimed the lives of 918 commune members. Almost all of them died by drinking flavor Kool-Aid laced with cyanide. Is that what you think? That's why flavorade never took off and Kool-Aid No, <laughs> it isn't. You know why? It because
12: it, it actually they, it didn't take off because of that, but not for the reason you think. So the, the phrase don't drink the Kool-Aid uh-huh. comes from the Jonetown Massacre. Wow.
5: But the problem
12: is, right. wow. it was Flavor-Aid and not Kool-Aid. But Kool-Aid <laughs> got the fucking branded for it. That was, that was actually flavor time to shine. But Kool-Aid was already... People just called it Kool-Aid instead. It's kind of the way Jacuzzi is a brand. It's, it's a brand of hot tubs. It's not what a hot mm-hmm. tub is called, but they just call it like jacuzzis.
3: Xerox is a company. But yeah, like, but yeah, that's, what, like that's what happens.
12: Yeah. Flavour A had a chance. They probably was thinking, "Oh, it's about to go down." When they heard the first reports, but everybody just kept saying Kool Aid instead of Flavour It does roll off the tongue better. No pun intended. <laughs>
3: This Jim Jones dude did not fuck around. They sent some American politicians down there. They're like, hey nigga, why you down here wilding out? And he murdered them.
12: Yeah, he killed
4: yep. the Congress. Yeah, he killed them. <laughs> he was listening to Julius Santana and Cameron. <laughs> <laughs>
5: That's
4: a bad leadership structure, man. That, that was that was destined for bad. You know what I'm saying? Cameron uh, riding around in pink Lamborghinis and wearing pink furs. You can't. Zone that, down.
12: Man. <laughs>
3: Now we know why the Dipset broke up. Let's flip it. Let's flip the script there, Rod.
12: Black people, the, the latest uh, religious news that's got white people all riled up is Kanye West has kicked his Sunday services back off and Marilyn Manson showed up and performed Ugh. and hung out. And a lot of his fans are upset because they think of him as a satanic madman. They don't like him hanging out at church service with super Christian Kanye West. No. wait
3: but, it pissed off Marilyn Manson's fans or Kanye's fans it pissed off <laughs>
12: Marilyn Manson's fans <laughs> mm, <that's
3: laughs>
12: they don't funny. like it you can't you can't be that's the funny. devil man and then Kanye West is talking about Jesus and he in a damn church service they don't like it
0: but the devil which is An angel.
12: like that's that's just how much like those people who care about their artists like they're still listening to that dude, even though he's been accused of like rape and sexual oh, assault, kind of crazy, domestic shit, right. abuse, and they're like, yeah, who cares? But the minute he shows up to a church service with Kanye mm-hmm. West, like, hey, fuck Maryland, man, so not no.
4: cancel him, <laughs> cancel him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're Marilyn Manson, how do you get back into good graces with your base? You get, a, hey y'all, look, I'm sorry about mm. that. Let me let me eat three bats, <laughs> like, right? basically, right?
0: But the devil is a fallen angel, so why would the Marilyn Manson fans be upset? I don't know. the so-
12: devil um, is a fallen they, angel, not well, an angel anymore. He doesn't go to I church.
3: Gonna... I mean, Jacqueline, it seems that you have a lot of questions. I think maybe we can. Do we want to do a devil week?
12: Oh. Yes. No.
3: <laughs> yes. BL's above the log. We done to. done the log.
4: We we done done gotta hear both sides. some atheists. I know some atheists we can no, talk to
3: no not atheist third. The oh, devil. you want
4: you want <laughs> the, the real, real you want the horns on the, the devil? Oh shit. That was the people the from line? the church of
12: Satan would be good. Those people are actually really cool.
3: <laughs> the devil worshippers I have met were pretty jolly. Really. <laughs> I'm Job
12: Fair.
4: Job Job.
3: JG, I've met nice witches too. I've met Wiccans, I think True. it's called.
4: Really? True. I met yeah. some black Wiccans. I met black Wiccans. They're pretty cool.
3: Yeah, I just don't know any of them that make money so I don't know how they qualify for job there but I know like on some spirits and herb shit you know if it's a good Wiccan out there I met one she worked at Kinko's and she used (laughs) to I can tell that you are a good person and a good soul and I'm going to put a good spell on you because you're in here working hard and I can see it and I'm a witch but I'm a good witch and I cast good spells and I I ain't gonna say that the shit was real but my career been a height. <laughs>
4: yeah that's what's up you that's tapped up. that, that double it.
12: bubble tall and trouble ass
1: didn't you That never went down to Georgia mm-hmm. <laughs> we're <And> so still <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> 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 the
3: podcast is Uncle Rod's story corner you can get it wherever you download all of the other podcasts that are in your phone Rod as always thank you for coming hard doing Jesus thank week you. and um uh, I'll leave you to your southern comfort and smelling your finger.
5: What's (laughs)
3: up? Scam of the week time. This is where we invite you to job fair listener to come on this fine acoustical radio presentation and tell us about something you saw stolen or something you used to steal. Assuming the statute of limitations has passed, please do not email the show with anything that you could still be prosecuted for because we are snitches and
4: we will t-
0: tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help me God. I
4: ain't going to jail for nobody. Never.
0: I don't think I fit in.
4: Oh, they'll
3: figure out a way to fit. They'll find oh, a place for you. Oh, they'll,
4: they'll fit you in. They're going to fit you in. You. Pretty Ooh. young thing like you, mm, they're going to fit mm-hmm. you in. That's the first thing they're going to say to you. Come over here, too.
3: Jesus girl. What do you think Jacqueline's jail name would be? Jesus Chocolate? Ooh, wow. Oh wow!
4: No, I say I said I said they seven now they just call it draws. Come here, draws. <laughs> we heard about you,
5: I don't school think girl.
3: I <laughs> they call me school girl. School girl. <laughs> at gmail.com If you want to be a part of the program. Um, now this one, I I don't know how we're gonna connect sneakers in Jesus, but I guess we're gonna figure out a way to do this. Uh, JG, who do we have on the line?
0: we have a reformed, angry Black woman, which I still need to understand. She is now in seminary school and the host of Tell Them Why You're Mad Sis. Speak what you really feel. We have Jennifer Black with us.
3: Yes. Welcome to the job fair. I'm here. How did you I guess walk me through that decision? Because it's one thing, like people go, I'm going to go to church more often. I'm going to be active in the church. And then you was like, no, I want a degree in this and I want to check. Or have mm. you even thought about the employment implications of this? Like, have you done any research on that side of the game? Mm. Because at the end, you still need a roof over your head.
1: Right? Yes, absolutely. need a roof on my head. So my ministry is actually my life coaching business. So I'm a spiritual life coach. So oh, basically okay. how I got here is the let's talk about the angry or formed angry black woman. people. Okay. So I was at a job that had me all the way messed up. (laughs) Like they had me all the way messed up. I was bullied, like crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it was just really, I felt like it was me against the world.
3: Was -hmm. it your dream job? Was it your career? Was it what you really wanted to be doing?
1: It was a career. Like I was there for 10 plus years. Mm -hmm. It really took me to a really, really, really bad place. Oh. And oh. I was like, "I quit." Really? That's There's no up. way that you are going to kill me here.
3: What year is this? Is this pandemic action when you this quit? Is pandemic this pandemic action.
1: Okay, it's pivot. Here we go. Yeah. Here
4: we go. Here we go.
1: And never, when I tell you guys, Roy, you know me. Like I would never have thought to be in seminary school. Never thought about entrepreneurship. Even though I'm a huge proponent for small businesses, never thought that I'll be doing that. I'm a guru in government contracting. Never thought that I would be doing this and never did I ever. But Jesus came down Himself, God, Lord, he said, this is what I want to do. And here I am. I'm in my first semester of seminary school and I'm knocking it out. And I'm actually loving it because I see the lane of which he's wanted me to go and it's Christian leadership. So it's actually teaching people and coaching people to be better christian leaders
3: so then it's not about a church it's not about doing this to start a church it's like there's a lot of different ways you, you do
1: never this. know what may happen he right. may actually lead that way i'm just i'm step by step day by day but tell him why you mad sis. speak with your river is where i'm at right now with it so <laughs> we'll see
4: so if i may at least from what people we've had on before the seminary school is kind of a rigid. It's kind of old school kind of base. Is that kind of the same thing you're noticing now? So
1: the, the school I go to is actually very, very much of a school that is into what's happening right now. That's the reason okay. why I love the school that I attend. And okay. because I'm not a pastor, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not a pastor. Like my, I have people in my cohort who have masters in divinity. I, I don't, I did. I have a master's degree in business. I just basically was honest. My part was pure. And I just basically was like, I come off the strength of I'm living the Jesus experience. So that's how I can, you know, steward other people to get through the trials that they're going through because I have lived it. And that's how I'm being a living example.
3: JG, you got a question about this before we move to sneakers? Cause I want to hear do. about some sneakers too. I
1: do. I want to go back to the
0: angry black woman part because we all know what James Baldwin said to be black and conscious in America. It's been a constant state of rage. So any advice for other people who don't necessarily have an outlet? People need to learn outlets. And that's where I get upset with church as a whole because they're not teaching those outlets. Outlet. So any advice?
1: Meditation. Mm. I call it, there's two different types of meditation that I do. It's deep thinking. And then there's the actual breath work. Mm-hmm. So like breath work, And actually deep meditation is actually really processing your emotions. So like really think about what's really going on. And I'm talking about take that thing to a granular level, like a two year old can understand how you feel, you know, like really take it there, like really think about why did that particular thing trigger me? why am I feeling a certain type of weight about this? Mm-hmm. Like really take it there. And it could, t- it could be, you know, an hour, 15 minutes or whatever, you know, take a time and really, really dive into it. You know, something that you just mentioned about, you know, you take it to the gym. Girl, listen, let me tell you something. I lost 85 pounds. I know what it means like really? to take that thing to the gym. Yes, absolutely. And I'm telling you like 85
3: now- pounds, I think you took that to the crack house, but- <laughs> <laughs>
4: It took
1: three years to do it, though, Roy. Oh, okay. It really took a long time to do okay. it. Okay,
4: okay, So, My like, bad. In, you,
1: in doing yeah. that, though, I'm you,
4: like... I'm but I ain't gonna say nothing to get me in. I thought it just, just 85 pounds in two
3: months. I'm about to say, <laughs> not the gym.
4: That's Jesus. That's Jesus for real. Maybe a little bit of cocaine, but yeah, either <laughs> way. It's...
1: So it's just like, I took that, and I was just like, let me do something I've never done before. mm so I challenged myself. Right mm-hmm. now, I am training to be i I'm training to be in bodybuilding competition. Really? Absolutely.
3: Before this journey <laughs> into the DMV and all of that bullshit, yeah, that you went through, oh, God. you were the first shoe salesperson <laughs> that we what? had on the job. But yeah, she's the first one. We've okay. never had anybody that worked at a shoe store. True. At this Foot Locker. <laughs> Here's a question I'm trying to be very respectful in asking. Because mm-hmm. only a certain race of people are going to understand this question. Mm-hmm. Did you work at the Black Foot Locker mm-hmm. or a White Foot Locker?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. It matters. Oh. Mm-hmm. I was a Foot Locker girl for six years. So I worked all over. My absolute favorite was the one in five points West.
3: If I'm not mistaken, now correct me if I'm wrong, Jen. This is the Foot Locker where on Jordan Day, kids would line up at like 7 o'clock in the morning, Ralph, a line. Mm. You know how the kids line up because they want the shoes. Yes, they do. Yes, I do. And fucking dope boys would pull up in front of the Foot Locker and rob everybody in line and take everybody's cash mm. because they were teenagers and they didn't have debit cards yet. Oh, That's right. right. What do y'all do inside? Because essentially, if you got a bunch of Jordans <laughs> that everybody is robbing for,
1: do y'all even feel safe in the store? Absolutely not. But I, listen, this is this this is the the ultimate scam. I got a scam story for you, though. Know, you know, this wasn't me, but I knew somebody who did. I was asked, I was scheduled for work that day. It was Jordan Day, and he we uh-huh. was trying to get commission. Okay, so an assistant manager, his greedy tale. Oh, greedy! He was greedy. Jordan oh. Day mm-hmm. in the hood. You decide to open up the store by yourself. No backup, and
3: nice. hey,
1: you know, you know Birmingham. So he PD gets credit be- for every sale. So you mm-hmm. know, Birmingham got to do what Birmingham does.
3: They ran through that store, didn't they? Oh no! Mm. Why would he do that? Did he get Why fired? Why would you open
1: early? Oh, he didn't get fired, but he got into some deed trouble. He had to pay for whatever was missing that that them joins that were missing. He had to pay for them out of his pocket.
3: Could I slide somebody fifty dollar? Hey man,
4: hold me a size thirteen.
1: They doing lotteries yeah. now. So like they're they doing lotteries now for the about,
4: J's. About, See, Roy, I'm about to say, man, you you y'all know y'all tap into my heart. I just lost a damn raffle this morning for the Pata Air Maxes that just dropped. How and does was that work? Say, yeah. I I don't, I don't know. It do the, not sneakers app, the sneakers understand this lottery. Sneakers app y'all about. is evil. <laughs> it is the worst thing ever. I they understand. But that's for
3: online card. purchasing. I'm talking no, about.
4: No, like, I uh, no, it's for all purchasing now. Even if you go in line, you got to get something from the app to go stand in line now. You can't just stand so in line. So don't even
3: here. show up here unless you already have been confirmed by the app to come get this shoe. Pretty much. Or if you know a store that.
1: manager, make it mm-hmm.
3: happen. From what Ralph was saying, apparently not even the store manager has power anymore. Like, you can't
4: even show up and rob
3: nobody in line now. Mm-mm. What you happened gotta rob to em. the good old
4: days? You got to do <laughs> it old school and rob them after they get the shoes now.
1: Remember when mm. boo-boo was hot? Mm-hmm.
4: Yes. <laughs> For us, by us, in Alabama.
1: So listen. So hey, don't
3: act like Fubu wasn't hot in the DMV for a minute. Don't front.
4: Hey, I was too busy wearing madness. I'm from the area. Don't get me started, please, Madam. Pelly (laughs) pale. Oh
3: my (laughs) God. Ralph was someone wearing Carl Kanai shorts.
4: Hey, young, I was wearing wearing Kanai.
1: So this one time, I'm at work this is happening. Like, this happened in real life. Somebody came in and wanted to snatch and grab, okay? So they didn't know that everything on the rack was tied to the whole entire
3: With the little cable, like the bicycle (laughs) security cable joint.
6: Exactly. Roy, they (laughs) drug the whole
1: rack out the door. That's, if you ever go to Locker and Five Points West, you always know why that door ain't, like, it ain't move it ain't open to close like it's supposed to because it's seen a lot of action that's a method. Mm. isn't seen with that kind a lot of, of strength yeah
3: well <laughs> the podcast is tell them why you mad girl what's the other <clears throat> half of it uh
1: no tell them why you mad sis, sis. Speak what <clears throat> you really feel
3: tell them <clears throat> why you mad sis and she is a life coach she is jennifer black where can people find you on the socials
1: you can definitely find my podcast on com. You can find me on Black Light Coaching on all socials. And if you're looking for me on Instagram, it is Life Coach J Black.
3: Thank you for joining us for Jesus Week yeah. and helping us know that there's a lot of different paths into
1: knowing the Lord. Yes, And the all kingdom, right edifying his kingdom. <laughs>
3: Mm. All right, well, we're gonna let you go because I'm about to do something that might get us sent to hell and I don't want you to be a part of this. Oh you don't need to be around.
5: Don't you don't need to be, to be
3: around for when I sing this gospel song that we're about to <laughs> get out the door on. But um, I do appreciate you as always. Yeah, I wish you nothing but the best.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
3: Right. Well, that's the show. Roy's Job Fair is a product of South Park and Princeton Productions. <laughs> Okay. iHeartRadio and Comedy Central and I feel like we did a good job this time JG okay. two back to back episodes <laughs> about the law the law we are not even with the house for doing that OnlyFans episode and that episode about the woman that be peeing all on the camera
4: mm. peeing on the camera yeah get them girl Friday, Fury. Mm.
3: we like Hurricane. We like Press that, too. That's why we have to do this episode to balance it out. Mm. Next week, Kelly we're going to go international. Yes. JG, if I don't talk to you before then, um, I do want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving week.
0: Oh, thank
3: you. Mm. A happy Thanksgiving week, and um, hit us up RoyceJobFair at gmail.com are we talking about Jesus? You go to church. Are we talking about <laughs> Jesus? You go
5: to church. Are we talking about Jesus?
4: Jesus.
5: Are we talking about Jesus? <laughs> Jesus. Are we talking about Jesus? Jesus.
3: Then the pastor Jesus. comes up to the mic. Mur- if there's one person here who wants to join the church, come on down now. Sure. Oh.
9: This is Mm -hmm. your time.
3: If you need a church home, Mm -hmm. this is the time for you to come down here and give your life. Give your life over to Jesus. Jesus.
4: Jesus. (laughs) I'm just happy to be old enough to be able to say that stuff in church. That's where I'm at.
3: You gotta let that ride, JG. I see that pipe organ just, just let it, just let it drizzle down all over you.
12: This was a and good
3: show, man. Yes. It was fun. It really was. And um, I'm sorry that you know we didn't get to everybody that we wanted to talk to on this topic, but you know it really was a good time. And next week we'll get back to some regular heathenry. We yeah.
0: are not heathens.
3: Speak for yourself.
4: yourself. Word you? up. <gasps>
3: This has been a Comedy Central podcast.
8: You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear.
11: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit RightRug.com.